So here we go, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Track the Girls Talk podcast, which is proudly sponsored by John Fowler Solicitors. Big up, Mark Kennedy, as ever, for his support. I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host and town woman skipper, Blue Wilson, the returning Blue Wilson. 100% week for the Track the Girls. Three wins, three clean sheets, plenty of goals. And as I said, the returning Blue Wilson. Blue, how are you? What a week it's been for the girls. Free wins. You're back. Take it away. You know what? It's been a full-on week. It got to Sunday evening and I was knackered. Absolutely knackered. Um, so, yeah, a great win overall for the team. And then obviously made my long-awaited comeback yesterday, um, which we'll talk more about later. But, um, yes, very pleased. Lots of relief, both, both for getting those nine points. But... Also, personally, finally ending the 18-month wait. Um, I can't believe it's been that long, to be honest. I haven't been counting the months, but after I, after I came on, I was like, yeah, it has been a long time. It's time to accept it. Um, so, yeah, all in all, good. Yeah, really good. Enjoyed her game two weekend. Um, that added a nice touch to it. Obviously, a few of us went to the men's game um, against Burton on the Saturday. Um, we were all sat in the director's box and I managed to interview Maddie Reader, who's the club's ambassador, um, at half time, which was a new experience. Um, so that was a little bit scary being broadcasted um, to 25,000 people. In my head, I was like, most of these lot are getting a pint, so they're not listening to me. Yeah. So, you know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been good. What about you, Ross? Yeah, as you said, it's been a busy week. Um, I had a rare Saturday off. I didn't actually um, go and go to the men's game, but uh, yeah, good win for the men. And um, yeah, it was great to see the her game two um, weekend being celebrated. And yeah, great to see pictures of you know some of the players yourself in director's box and you interviewing Maddie as well. Great job all round. And um, yeah, I didn't mention in the intro, Blue. We're second in the league now. Go on. Um, there we go. Um, and you know, it's all to play for now. You know, we are the we are the hunt, we are hunting that of course mm-hmm. um, Oxford who are top of the table but yeah second in the league um, and a great weekend all round you know both teams winning um, and as you mentioned your return we're gonna we're gonna talk about it more in depth in a bit but we've got two games to get through uh, so a little tease there um, before we get into Blue's mind of her return and the emotions <laughs> of it what Joe said and all that sort of stuff but um, let's jump right into Billy Ricky then Blue a rare. Uh, free game week, uh, midweek game under lights at Felixstowe. Before we get into the game, we, last time we had a, a game under lights, it was a goalless draw in the cold. I didn't go to that game, but it's just great to actually have a game under lights again. Yeah, you'll be glad you missed that one, I think. But anyway, you know, we've we've won under the lights here um, and I love it. I know you don't like it because the photos and it's not the right lighting yeah. and whatever. Um but I think everyone enjoys it. It's just, it's a different atmosphere playing. Um, and often as you grow up sort of, I don't know, up until sort of under 16s, you're playing, you're, or you're, tra- you're training in the evenings. So it's almost like, it feels feels like you're going back. I don't know, um, but I really enjoy it. And the fans were good as, as per usual, drums out, uh, which really added. But it was, a, it was a tough game, took a lot of grit, um, but we managed to get through it. Yeah, indeed. And I think um, there's one stage, I was like, oh, because I think last time we had a game under lights where they had the drum, I think the neighbours next door were going to sort of <laughs> complain. But uh, I think we were, we, were, we were pretty good with our the drumming in terms of making sure it wasn't too loud, but also brought the atmosphere up. And as you said, a game under lights just brings that different atmosphere. 
Um, and yeah, it, it was just a great atmosphere. And of course, the game itself, you know, Billy Rickey are a team that um, we know very much well. We know them really much well. And uh, yeah, a lot of grit, a lot of good game management. We got a penalty in the first half, Blue. Um, Frag Godfrey stepping up um, because we didn't have Lucy O'Brien on the pitch. Um, who else normally takes penalties on the pitch? Bonnie. Bonnie, yeah. Um, but Frag Godfrey, a young player from Arsenal, stepping up and, and scoring. Yeah, she was calm. Um, never in doubt. I think Joe, um, he said after the penalty, he was concerned by the, the run-up that she was going to penenka the ball. And I was like, <laughs> that would take um, some serious courage to do that. But uh, she slotted it. Um, EK obviously won the pen, a uh, little push in the back, um, and the ref's given it. So yeah, it was good. It was good to get that goal, um, and then we looked we looked comfortable throughout. Um, I don't think there was there was a time where we weren't in control. Really, obviously the spells where Billericay had the ball, and but I was never really concerned. Um, so yeah, comfortable to be honest. Similar to Watford, where we controlled the game again, and yeah, it's just it's a it's another one nil, but it's a win at the end of the day. And these, I think they. These one nilers actually, I think they do more than they add a bit of confidence because you can, you know, as a team, you can see out a game at one nil. We don't need to get two or three. Um, it gives us that confidence. Whereas before, I'm not sure we had that. Um, so we've got two on the back of that, where actually we know we can we can do it. We know we can see games out, and I think that's really important going into the last six. Yeah, because there's always that cliche when, um, you know, say Billericay, they could have been there all night and they wouldn't have scored. But uh, they, they they were very close to scoring. A last um, yes, chance that one, yes. just sort of went, went um, flew right into the box. And, and I was like, oh, my God. But luckily it didn't. Um, on another day, Blue, we've seen that. You know, teams yes. have somehow scored absolutely well. Like Watford, when we were at their place, they just outside the box and scored. But as you said, the last few weeks, because of the win against Watford 1-0 this game, just good game management, good defending, but on another night, another day, that would could have gone in. Yeah, and perhaps a little bit of luck. Um, it's about time. Yes, <laughs> I think. Um, but they yeah, had that chance. Oh, my heart did drop at that moment. I was like, this, this just wouldn't be fair. Um, but don't get me wrong. I like I like winning one nil. But if we can win two or three nil, us on the bench, our hearts are in a lot better place. <laughs> Palpitations are a lot less. I think Joe would sleep better at night. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's a win's a win. And hopefully, I mean, we're looking to score more than one. Um, but something we're working on. And in the meantime, if we can still win games, then, then we'll take that. Yeah, as you said, it was just another comfortable win. I was never worried that we weren't going to win the game. Um, just that last chance, I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. But overall, 1-0, three points, clean sheet, happy days. Then move on to Sunday as part of the Her Game 2. Oh, Ross, um, Ross, before we move on, it was oh, Charlie's last game. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, Charlie Baxter. You could be listening to this, if you're not. Why, why are you listening, Charlie? But yeah, <laughs> his final, final game, and I'm sure he was probably happy. I know he did an interview with uh, Kieran for the club. Mm. Um, just sort of say his goodbyes and he was part of that huddle as well. Um, is there anything, you, you're of course part of that huddle, Blue, is there anything that he said that you can say outside the, the, the huddle? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, normally, actually, in these huddles, and we used to sort of just gather around, but we started sort of linking arms, which is quite nice in the past yeah. week or so. Um, and usually Joe is the one who leads it and then, Charlie backs up 
but actually Joey just went straight away. Okay, Charlie, it's your turn. Um, which was a really nice touch, I think. And he he was a bit surprised. He was like, I'm not prepared for this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he said some really kind words and obviously wished us well and um, sort of detailed how, how much belief he's got in us and how much we've grown over the past sort of couple of years that he's been here. Um, and he's got no doubt in his mind of where we should be and what we're capable of. Uh, so that's, that was really nice to hear. And we obviously wished him well at um, Loughborough Lightning and his future jobs and hope we cross paths soon. Um, so, yeah, it's sad, but um, I'm glad he had a win to sort of send off. Yeah, definitely. And I think what I like about just football in general, um, most of the time you do you know, keep in touch with, you know, staff members, mm. former teammates. And I know with, you know, we're still in contact with, say, Paige Shorten and Kevin DeKaiser. Good old Kev. He was there. He was there Sunday. Good old Kev. And I'm sure he's listened to this. Hi, Kev. Um, but yeah, just like staff members like that, you know, you just always sort of keep in touch. And I'm sure we'll keep in touch with Charlie. He will follow our journey. We'll follow his. Um, and yeah, it was just a rare midweek game. Luckily, he had that game to sort of end with, with a win. Um, and what was what, what, oh, I can't speak, Blue. What was it like, Blue, um, and the players having that midweek game, I think you had Thursday maybe off or recovery and then Friday, you know, I'm sure players are just, I'm knackered now, but, you know, you've got to get ready for Sunday. I think we actually enjoy it more as players because you want to you play games. Um, yeah. So there's a few of us who I obviously didn't play Wednesday um, and there's a few of us who didn't get a lot of minutes and we asked Joe if we could have a session on Thursday because it was meant to be off. But um, we had a really good little session on Thursday, intense actually. Um but I think players do feel it because it takes, uh, although you love a game, it does mentally take it out of you more than training does, for sure. Um, so there's that mental aspect and obviously you're, it's a slight diversion to your normal weekly plan and everyone knows that habit. As humans, we like habit and it's easy to get into like a rhythm and obviously a midweek game sort of chucks it out. So it takes a bit of time to adjust, but um, I think we've done that well and I think it helped that. Uh, Plymouth, um, although a good opposition, weren't quite as of the quality of uh, either Watford or Billericay. Um So we dealt with it well, and I think everyone's happy. Happy Sunday afternoon, evening, um, especially with the Liverpool United result. Yeah, that was that was incredible, seven uh, nil. Um, but yeah, the Plymouth game. And you're a Liverpool fan, so I'm sure yeah, you're very happy. Very happy. Unreal, unreal weekend for you in terms of Sunday returning, and then your team putting seven against the rivals Man United. So, mm -hmm. yeah, sorry, any Man United fans. Because we've got a few Man United fans we've in the got a uh, lot. squad. We've got we? a lot in the squad. And you know what? They were giving me so much stick on Sunday. Yeah. So much stick. And I was like, you wait, you wait. And there we go. I, I mean, I was a little bit fearful because we aren't great at the minute, but I don't know. Turned it around, turned up, didn't they? Yeah, turned yeah. Up, boom. Nunes scoring a few, and then yeah, just yeah, unbelievable. Uh, but then we were unbelievable as well. Comfortable win against Plymouth. Um, important to back up the two wins early in the week, of course. You know, Plymouth a long poke, a long travel mm. for them. We've done that already. They've got to do it as well. Um, I think they stayed in South End. They did. Yeah, I spoke to the manager, and I was like, yeah. "You stayed in South End? Why?" Yeah, all places. It's like. I know. I don't know, but, but yeah, because we when we go to Plymouth, we, we stay in Plymouth. Because, mm. yeah, you, you got to. It's a lovely, lovely part of the world. We've had place. these conversations loads mm. of times. Like, maybe when we retire, we'll move down there and stuff like yeah. that. But, but yeah, um, but a long way to go. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the, the first half, Blue. Two goals from Anna Gray. Now double figures um, for goals. She's also got, I think, seven assists as well or something like that. 
Um, so she's having a very good season. But um, let's talk about her two goals. Um, her first one was a very good goal. Second one was a good team goal of linking up with Freya. Yeah, both good goals. Um, first one individually, she showed what she's capable of. Um, she's very, very good at with the ball and she's also got pace. And so once she's on it, you can't catch her. Um, and what's been good this season is that there's been quality um, behind that. Although she's, I think we could have probably got a few in the first half um, if we wanted to be really clinical. Um, but I thought she played really well with Freya. The link up was good. Um, obviously Freya coming in for Tash, who needed a little bit of a rest. I, I'm sure she didn't want to rest, but um, it's good to have sort of healthy healthy rotation. I think Fred did a really good job, actually. Had a great game. Um, so, yeah, you, you're so, sort of looking at chances we should be putting away, but at the end of the day, we're, we're comfortable. Um, it's just getting that goal difference up, which could be key uh, come the end of the season. Okay, we're back after a brief interruption, but we're we're here, Blue, to talk about Fry's goal to make it three 0 in the second half, um, and a goal that I like to I like to see us score more of. Um, Plymouth Falcons, you know, clear from a corner, and there was Fry got free, clinical, boom into the box, goal. Yeah, proper striker's reaction. Um, I like those type of goals as well. Although we can play pretty football, and we showed that we actually, I think, against Plymouth, we had a tendency of overplaying it when actually we could have got a shot off or something like that um, or a cross or whatever. But we, we've been working in combination play quite a lot in training and we just want to do it. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a good good finish from Freya and she's got there first and put it in the back of the net. So can't can't really complain about that one. Definitely. And um, before we get on to the return of Blue Wilson, Blue, I want to sort of look, let's mention some of the players this week who have sort of been the standouts. You know, it's been a great team performance all round for one on Sunday, mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday, and then Sunday again. But um, I think Megan Waring needs another shout out mm-hmm. again. Another really solid week. Um, three clean sheets. So the back the back line have been superb anyway. Sarah in goal. She had to make a very good save in the Plymouth game as well. But um, another good week for her. Yeah, definitely. I think we should definitely shout out the defensive unit. Um, because although we're we're praising those for scoring goals, actually we've yeah three clean sheets, which is really good, especially against sort of two opposition who are who are tough. Um, so yeah, Sarah great as usual, especially with her new fans chanting behind her. Um, and then yeah, Boz Summer Summer's been really good. Um, laugh solid as as usual, and then Megan yeah she's she's up for player of the month for me for sure. Yeah. Really good performances. No nonsense, um, and get ever getting better at uh, sort of playing between the lines on the ball. Um, so yeah, really exciting for the future. I think, especially as she's so young. Definitely. Um, well, Blue, let's get right into it then. You're on the bench for the first time. Let's talk about that first of all. What was that like? You no, know, you're going to be on the bench warming up. You've done a bit of warming up before in a few games, but this this is the first time you know you're going to be in the squad. You may come on at any point. What was that like warming up and just being on the bench, you know, coming out, seeing the players come out, your teammates sitting on the bench, knowing you, you want the numbers ready to come on? What was that like? It's strange because I've been, as Joe said in some interviews, I've been available physically for probably a week now or so. Um, but Joe was keen on me earning my place and um, I'm absolutely good with that. Um, I think that's how it should be, especially with the squad depth we've got now. Um, but it was it was a weird feeling because I was given a travel tracksuit 
which I hadn't had before. And then obviously putting the kit on, wearing shin pads, just strange, strange experiences. Oh, I actually, I actually had to go out and buy some new shin pads because I had no idea where my other ones have gone. That's how long it's been. I've lost my other shin pads. Yeah. So new shin pads on and then obviously going out on the pitch. And I thought I'd be a bit more nervous, but um, I sort of played it through my mind quite a bit. Um, so I wasn't, I felt that there was a bit of anticipation and the adrenaline was definitely going. Um, but I think that helps you through it. And I just tried to calm the nerves um, because at that point I didn't know whether I was going to come on or not. It wasn't set. There wasn't a plan. Um, Jerry said, uh, if if the game saw fit, I would come on, but I might not. Yeah. So it's having that, also having that debate in your head where you're sat on the bench thinking, this could be my return game or it might not be. Um, luckily, I did get on. Um, but I enjoyed the I enjoyed the day. I wasn't the nerves didn't get the better of me. It wasn't too pressurized, although it was a high pressure moment. Um, I managed to sort of I don't know just ton, tunnel. I was just yeah I was just tunnel vision. That was it. Um, and yeah, it obviously resulted with me coming on. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. I don't know what else to say, Ross. It was yeah good. But well, let's I, um. Let, let's sorry to interrupt. Let's let's talk about the just knowing because there's a few times I looked up, I went, okay, blues, yeah, she's now unstripped, you know, all, all the, the bibs mm-hmm. and everything. You got the you got your kit ready to go on, you're speaking to Joe, but then I think we had an offside, then there was another moment. I think Boz was limping at one stage. Um so yeah, what what was going on there and then the, the minute did happen. So what happened before that? So Tash and Brazier had got subbed on. Yeah. Um and then a few minutes after that, probably 10 minutes after that, Joe then said, Blue, go and warm up. And at that moment, I was like, I couldn't stop smiling. Um, yeah, I tried to hold it in and be, you know, professional and serious and like, this is just another day. Um, but it wasn't really. So I was smiling, obviously went and warmed up um, and then came back, tried not to rush the warm up because <laughs> I was just so keen to get on. Um, came back and then uh was ready to come on and then the ball wouldn't go out and then when the ball did go out balls was limping so joe was just like i'll just hold on a sec i was like please no don't let me get stripped out of my kit ready to go on and then you having you have to make another substitution which isn't me imagine just oh so i was like that obviously went through my head and i was like oh please both be okay please both be okay and she was and then finally got me on but it was a bit of a wait it was a bit mm. of a wait. I was like, it's cold as well. Cold, cold, cold it yesterday. Was cold. The gold star. So, or AJL Arena. Oh, God. <laughs> yes, the AJL Arena. Yes, um, yes. I said to the bench actually just before I came on, I was like, I had envisaged this moment to be in a warmer temperature. Mm. It's bloody freezing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously ran onto the pitch and I think Regan got some really good footage yes. of like uh, me getting ready, warming up, and then obviously the first few steps on the pitch and that's really nice to uh, watch back because you don't fully take it in once you're in it because there's so much going on and you've got to focus on the game. So it's, you tell yourself that you want to take it in, but you you don't. So it's nice to watch that back and also hear the fans and the crowd. And um, so, yeah, I, I've watched that back a few times now, um, but yeah, a good moment. And although it wasn't for that long, it was just important for me to get the first one done. 
I felt like there was quite a lot of pressure on that first one because it's always been, when are you back, when are you back? And it's been such a long time. Um, so I wasn't really bothered about how many minutes or the performance to an extent. I was just, the goal in mind was to get some minutes on a football pitch in a match and prove that I can come back from injury. Um, when actually for many, many of the months, that is always, that's been a doubt. Um, so yeah, a good moment. And then after a lot of relief, um, so yeah, a good day all around Ross. Indeed, yeah, the reception you got was great. And yeah, there's a few people behind me saying, I've never seen Blue play before. So it's great to see, you know, <laughs> to see actually it's what she's true, like as a player. It's true. Yeah. it's true. A lot of the new fans and even um, Connor Bennett um, yeah. from the BBC, he'd never seen me play yeah. and still hasn't to an extent because I only played for sort of five to 10 minutes. Um, but a lot of the new fans wouldn't have seen me because it's been that long. Um, so, you know, I'm like a new signing, basically, if I can get up to speed. Yeah, the good old cliche, like a new signing. And uh, <laughs> let's talk about some of the moments in the game. You know, as you said, it was only, you know, five, ten minutes. But um, you took a corner and a few touches oh, on the ball. It wasn't a <laughs> yeah. good corner, Ross. I was hoping you wouldn't mention that one. Sorry. I but... Yeah, I didn't think I was, as, as we went through the set pieces, I definitely wasn't corner taker. But Laf was like, you, you're taking them. I was like, okay, that's fine. I mean, I didn't hit side netting, but I did hit, hit the front post. So, um yeah, not not great, but we'll be working on that one. Yeah, one thing I, I think I said after the game is that you've got similar style of like Sam Morty with your arms. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just like it's, it's just a weird run. running style, basically. <laughs> I, I was I was going to say weird, but um, yeah, you just got that yeah very same as Sam Morty, the skipper for the men's team and the women's I mean, team. Is, yeah. These are decent yeah. players, isn't he? Very good player, very good player. Um, but yeah, blue overall though. A great week, three wins, um, and it's next step for us now. We've got the running, you know, yourself, you know, stepping up to to the next level in terms of playing more minutes. Um, but what was it like having that first little feeling of of the ball, and you know, Bonnie giving you the armband, and you know, I'm sure you had a little chats to different your teammates during the match. You know, it was only later on in the game, the game was done and dusted at that point. Mm. But you still need to make sure to get this job done. Yeah, definitely. Um, they had sort of glimpses of chances and we were leaving um, ourselves a bit open at the back after we were like, we were going for more goals, but it just needs settling. And it's difficult, especially in midfield, to come on as a sub. I think I spoke to all of the midfielders and they're like, yeah, I don't like coming on as a sub as a midfielder because it's difficult to get into the game. Um, but it's more about giving giving people a boost, especially the forwards who have been pressing all game. Um, so if you can give them a boost... Um, and sort of keep the ball and just tick the time over until until the game's up. If there's chances, there's chances. Um, but yeah, quite a, quite a difficult role actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd take any minutes. I'd take any minutes. And obviously, going forward, looking to get more minutes. But um, our midfield has has been unbelievable this season. I think um, Kyra and. EK in particular having the seasons probably of their life and then Bonnie's consistent as ever um, so it's, it's really difficult and we've got sort of six games which are all high pressure games um, so I'll be doing whatever I can whether that's minutes on the pitch or whether it's from the bench or wherever um, to just try and push them um, and be as competitive as possible because it's only going to help them and help each other 
Um, so I think we're in, we're in a good place. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to the six, six games remaining. It's not many. Yeah, not many at all. It's gone so quickly. And as you said, you know, 18 months since your, your last time you played, a lot's happened in the world since then. A lot's yeah. happened at the club since then. It'd be great yeah. to like do a timeline of like <laughs> different events in the world. Some not great events, of course, but um, just, you know, even, even football events, you know, we've had the World Cup. We've had, yeah. you know, the women's um, Lionesses, they've won, um, you know, a major trophy. You know, so many different players have come and gone. Um, but yeah, what what are 18 months? And you know, have you spoke to Pesket since? I'm sure you like, straight away after the game, maybe because she was on the pitch at the time. Was she on the pitch? Yes, she was. I was really happy about that. I was hoping yeah. that she'd be on the pitch at the same time I was going to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we had a little moment at the end, and then she sent me a text after the game. Um, but yeah, I think we're we we both are very proud of each other because we're the only ones really who who sort of get what each other have been through yeah. um there's obviously severe in in the 21s and the only telford who's going through the same thing um but it's just a different you understand what each other have gone through and how big the moment is and how much work it's taken so yeah we had a yeah very nice moment and a big hug and but yeah i think everyone's everyone was happy and i got some really nice words um so yeah Good times. It was it was worth it, um, and I think I'll probably feel that more as I as I start to play a few more minutes and start to feel a bit more normal, and I just get back to being me. Definitely, and uh, as you said, now a box check um, checked onto mm-hmm. the next big six games, yes. uh, starting off with London Bees. Um, but before we get into that, Blue, um, this Wednesday, the eighth of March, is International Women's Day. We've had a great her game dedicated weekend uh, with the men's game, the women's game some great different events. But um, I wanted to ask you a few questions, Blue, about just International Women's Day in a whole, you know. Which women in your life inspire you? Oh, a difficult question. Definitely my mum. Definitely my mum. Um, I've also got two sisters, so I'll probably have to mention them. They might be listening. Actually, I know they're not listening because I tell them to listen and they don't. Uh, they're lost, siblings. in my opinion. They're lost. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I work, um, at work, definitely got colleagues, bosses who are, who are women and they're a bit older than me, which I think is a good influence. Um, but I'd say, yeah, those main few, and then you've obviously got people who aren't, you're not necessarily close to, um, so more like, actually, this is a good one. Um, there's a girl called Keely Hodgkinson. Don't know if you know her. She's. Oh, she's a runner. Yeah, she is a runner. Yeah. Um, so I watched her over the weekend, actually, and she's unbelievable. Same age as me, but it's just setting records after records after records. Um, I think she's pretty cool. And then obviously you've got the the whole Lionesses team because I'm in football. I sort of see them and think they're pretty inspirational um, and they're driving women's football at the minute. But there's there's loads, and I think people have influence you don't necessarily consciously realise, but they but they do. Um, whether that's close to you or whether that's in the media. Um, and it's happening more and more now that the digital age is, is here um, compared to when it, when it wasn't, when Twitter and Instagram weren't as active. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, yeah, we'll go with that. I'm going to throw that back at you, Ross. Are you sure... 
biggest influence, would you say? Uh, Blue Wilson, of course. Blue Wilson. Yeah, there we um, go. That's the answer. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, but yeah, like the standards. Yeah, my mum. Love my mum. I'm a big, you know, m- mummy's boy. Always been mm-hmm. a mummy's boy. Um, but yeah, my mum. Um, my sister as well. Um, even though we've, we have our moments as siblings do, as you said, your sisters. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah, I think I've inspired by her. You know, she's got three three kids and you know my niece you know seeing her grow up i've got two mm. nieces sorry some other niece um but you know the oldest niece is you know playing football now which is great um and there's there's just so many different people even um you know close friends um so yeah you can name everyone if you want to but yeah mm-hmm. you, you sort of the one who inspire you in just generally said the lionesses you know i've always enjoyed watching women's football you know i've been covering women's football now for six seven years and just seeing the progression of it has been incredible seeing the great crowds you know 500 plus on, on su- sunday hope that continues to grow you know we've got the great memberships and everything like that um so yeah big up international women's day and um blue what's it been like you know for you since you've been at the club you joined um you know a few years ago now a lot's happened um but a lot's changed as well um for you What's the biggest change since you've been coaching wise, facility wise, kit wise? I know, you know, back in the day there was not much kit about, not the facilities weren't great, but it's been, it's proving every time. Of course, still work to do, a lot of work still to do. Um, but that's just gonna continue to grow, hopefully. Yeah, it's progressively got better and better. And there's there's little things like food after training and training times and use of pitches which are all the small stuff which adds up to a bigger picture where actually you just feel more included and you feel like a a wanted part of the football club more so than before if that makes sense there's there's more integration with the main club um and that I don't think that feeling of being sort of part of the main football club and being included and feeling like you're not just an add-on. I don't think that should be underestimated because it does have an impact on us um, and how we're sort of feeling coming into training and how we are around the training ground or how we turn up against uh, in Felixstowe. And I think that's really changed. And it's you don't sort of notice until you look back and see where it's come from. And I mean, I remember asking Amanda Crump similar questions back to when she first started playing for Ipswich and how it is now and she was just like it's insane the progression is insane um and obviously I think it's sped up a lot um recently especially in the past 18 months um I think partly thanks to the new owners coming in and sort of having a refresh and the whole club sort of having a refresh um and Mark Ashton and his crew coming in and Gary Probert um but yeah all in all I think it's I'm hoping it's the start and um I hope it continues because it has a great effect on us and also the the community of younger boys and girls um to inspire them and to pro- provide a pathway and opportunities for them to get involved in sport or be inspired by that um I don't think you can really sort of quantify the impact that has um so I just I see it as good football's done a lot for me in in broader life and I just hope people are people have that same opportunity that I have. Yeah. Yeah. One thing is great. It's more exposure now, more, you know, media, 
you know, even just games on TV, you know, you know, ground selling out, you know, we, we, you know, I know it was for the West Ham game that got sold out. We're getting more and more crowds. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's great. And one thing I didn't mention blue in the, um, the woman who inspired me, of course I got to mention my girlfriend. There we go. <laughs> you know, you're so, in the uh, house there, Ross. Yeah. Thankfully she probably doesn't listen to this. She's got no interest in football, but, uh, so yeah. Yeah. If you are, you're inspiring me. Thank you. <laughs> Could be in a dog house there. Um, but yeah, let's move on to London bees. Um, Tenth uh, in the league, two uh, one win against them in Jan, and they impressed me. Blue in terms, of, mm. I was like surprised how sort of good they were in terms of you know, of course their physical side, but they really held us to to, to us for a while. Of course, we got the goals when we needed to, but since then they've been beaten five one at home to Oxford and four one at home to Pompey in February. Um, they are struggling down there in the bottom of the table. But um, thoughts on this one? Yeah, it was a bit squeaky last time. Um, I know there's lots of dramas with Simbins, but we won't go to it in too much detail. Um, but again, they're towards the bottom of the league, but did have a really good performance against us. Um, so cannot be underestimated. Similar approach to uh, Plymouth. Um, although the table suggests we should be beating them, we, we have to earn that right and we have to um, play well and create chances and then convert them. Um, so... I think it will be interesting because last time we obviously won 2-1, but it was tight. And that was on an Astro pitch, which probably benefited us better um, because we like to play. And so back on the AJ Arena, slightly different surface. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that that changes things. But um, I have no doubt in our quality and the players we have in starting eleven, but also on the bench, um, we should perform and we should uh, get those three points. Um, but yeah, we shouldn't go into it thinking, "Oh, this is going to be, this is going to be a win." Because I don't think, I don't think we've gone into a game like that in a while, actually. Yeah, definitely. And uh, as we mentioned, Blue six big games to go. Uh, of course, starting off with London Bees at Algier Arena, at, uh, two pm kickoff. And then we've got a away trip to Crawley Wasps and a away trip to Gillingham. Then the Oxford game in April is going to be big. Um, and then, of course, got a way trip to MK Dons. And then we end the season with Cheltenham. What's your, just your thoughts quickly on that? And um, any uh, skipper's speech to, to the fans <laughs> to come down and support and put me on the spot there. Um, but what's your, what's your key words you would sort of say um, going into these ones? I mean, I'm, I'm pushed towards the classic one game at a time, of course. Um, but you can't avoid the standout, the standout game, which is Oxford at home. Um, that's a huge game, but we won't be thinking about that until we get there, um, because it's meaningless if we don't win the next few again, before the Oxford game. Um, so the importance depends on the, our performances leading up to that. Um, so yeah, six games left. We've got a few home ones, which is great. Um, and yeah, the support over the past, I don't know, it's hard to say three, four weeks, ever since uh, Watford away really has just upped to a different level. And it's funny because it's coincided with better performances from us and better um, better results. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe the drum and the supporters, and we had a great crowd on Sunday, um, which I think was 
perhaps because of her game two sort of advertisement and extra push. But if we can continue that, it it's shown, it's proven that better results uh, come of that. Um, so yeah, final six to get us over the line. So please, if you're thinking about it, come have a look, um, give it a go. It's it's a good Sunday afternoon, and if you get bored, there's always a sweet shop there. Yeah. The sweet shop is great, by the way. Great sweets, great selection. Um, but yeah, we need you. We need you um, as much as we do need all the players in our in our squad and the coaching staff, and we need you to be at your best um, so that we can be at our best. Um, so yeah. Please, please come along. Um, it's a great environment. And, yeah, we look forward to seeing you there. Couldn't say it even better, Blue. I could not even say it better than that. That is fantastic, Blue. And uh, so there we go. Um, another pod in the books, Blue. Any other business, any other notes we need to mention? Um, just, yeah, just, again, a big shout-out to the supporters group for yeah. for doing, you know, the drumming and just bringing in the fans. And, um, yeah, 505 at the IJ Arena. Hopefully we can... Add more to that going into the, the final big games of the season. Um, but yeah, any other business? I don't think so, no, Ross. Okay, then. Well, I'll, I'll let you take it away. The returning Blue Wilson. What a perfect week. Three wins, three clean sheets, second in the league. Bring it on. <laughs>